Welcome to PCI Cast, a conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. Let's hear what the team have been talking about this week. Hello and welcome to PCI Cast, the unofficial podcast for and also about the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. And we must stress, it's very unofficial. Yeah. Yes, but also there isn't an official podcast so no. we're the only podcast for and about the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. For now we're led to believe but we're getting out ahead of the game Yes, and uh, the content quality that we're going to be producing is going to be so much better than anything Dave Clawson can do. Well maybe we should uh, introduce ourselves now that we've named one of our colleagues. Uh, my name is Ben Preston and I'm the Minister of Craigie Hill Presbyterian. And my name is Craig Lynn, I'm the Minister of Rathcool Presbyterian. And my name is David Kern, and I'm the Assistant Minister in Windsor Presbyterian. And as it is our inaugural episode, it is a delight, uh, Dave, yeah. for you to be with us as our guest. Uh, and thank you for hosting us here in uh, Windsor Presbyterian, in what is known as the... Moderator's Room. And let me tell you, we'll, we'll stick a picture up uh, on, the, on the show notes so that you can see this. No expense has been spared in this wonderful room. It is tremendous. And should the moderator come to visit, I think he'll feel very much at home. I think he'll really appreciate it. Yep, definitely. I just like that there's an official moderator's room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have the sunshine room in Rathco. We don't have a moderator's room. Very good. Well, Dave, you're here. You're our guest. We're delighted uh, that you are here and excited uh, to, for our listeners uh, to be able to find out a little bit more about being a licentiate in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland, what that means. Uh, but before we get there, why not tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I'm 50, married to Tricia, very formidable woman. I have uh, five kids, one's going to be with the Lord. I still have four uh, with me and I'm in my, f- I guess I'm just finished my uh, time as an assistant in Windsor Presbyterian and I'm on the hunt for position of my own. Brilliant. Uh, just before we get to the ministry side of it, can you tell us how you came to, to faith as well? Um, ben and I sound very Ulster, would that be fair to say? And Would it be fair to say that you don't sound very Ulster? I think that would be 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did grow up in the South, but yes, uh, Ulster's accent is overpowering. <laughs> Mine has disappeared. It sounds like your accent is about six different accents put into a blender <laughs> of some description but you know whereas i am pure north down oh you know, dave, dave curran is not pure uh windsor presbyterian can you tell us a bit about yeah. uh, where you're from your upbringing and how you came to faith as well okay so i was actually born in london in, all right uh, yes in uh forest gate hospital and seemingly on the wall of the hospital there's all the names of the unusual babies and seemingly my name is on that and the reason that my name is on it because I didn't cry even after the doctor slapped me so they put my name on the wall if that's true or not I don't know but that's what my parents have always uh, told me maybe we can put that to the test once we finish you know, the formal bit here we give David a slap and see, see, what see if he cries yeah, <laughs> so, uh, and then we move back to Wexford where my folks are, are from and um, that's where I grew up, and I arrived in Belfast when I was 45 to begin training for the ministry. So, um, church for you was what? 
Church for me didn't play a very large part in my life when I was growing up, up until the time that I was about 21, about that age. Uh, I would have been brought up Roman Catholic. And when I say that, I use that term very, very loosely. We were like what most Roman Catholics are today, Roman Catholic in name only. Easter was important. Christmas was important. You make your confirmation, you make your communion, you go to Catholic school, but you don't, you don't know what the Catholic Church teaches and you don't really have any interest in church whatsoever. So doctrine, the teaching, all of that was somewhere out there, not really for you. And more importantly, Christ really didn't feature all that much. Until I was about 21. So you have to picture the scene, okay? So, I don't know whether you wanted to delete any of this or not, but let's go, all right? No, this is so, uncut. <laughs> as I said, I'm growing up, uh, I'm an apprentice butcher, I'm earning a little bit of money, have a steady job, you know, living at home with my parents, and I have two kids, and I'm, I'm not married to Trish, I've no intention of marrying Trish, uh, I'm just happy just life to go along as it is. And, and then one night there's a, a knock on the front door, and it's two Catholic missionaries, okay? And they're telling me all about the saints and all this, and I'm like absolutely flabbergasted. So they give me a book to read. So I read this book, and it was about some Portuguese saint whose name I can't remember <laughs> now at all. But they kept calling back week after week, and I built a relationship with them. And um, so they, they asked me to, to join their group. And they said it was just a prayer meeting, so every Monday night I would go to the prayer meeting. I still had no intention of getting married, anything like that. And um, so they began to train me to be a missionary to reach Protestants. Okay, so every year they have what they call PPC, which is Per Pregento Cristo, which is you go on a missionary trip with one purpose to convert. Protestants. Right. Okay, so in the process of my preparation for this, I was given a target. So this Christian who lived in actually in the next house in the state to me, who they had visited a few times and engaged with, and they asked me would I consider going in, dropping into, having a chat and see how you get on. So you know what to ex you know, expect when you do it for real. So his name was Peter. And uh, so I went to Peter and I had all the questions, uh, you know, and I had all the answers prepared to anything he could ask me. Yeah. And uh, so we went at it for about three and a half hours, you know, and uh, it was, let's just say it wasn't very polite, right? And we, we were going at it and he was calling me all sorts of names and I was giving it back to him as good as he was giving me. Uh, but I left it thinking, you know what? might have a point in what he says <laughs> and uh, so I began to really think uh, about that and particularly what he was saying about Jesus and about the nature of the gospel because I didn't really know what the gospel was yeah. up until that point so just to kind of fast forward I had several visits with Peter unofficially and I never went on my PPC and um, I decided you know that I was going to do things a bit differently in my life but it all came together one Friday night Trish was in work which was the best place for her. And uh, I was at home and, um, and living in a flat in Wexford and I, I, I was bored, so I went for a walk. 
So I'm walking along the main street, which is about it's 1.1 miles dead straight. Mm. So I had a simple plan, walk to the far end, walk back. So on my way down, there's this fella comes out of the parish hall and says to me, we're looking at Cliff Richard videos inside. Would you like to come, come in? And I'm like, no, I wouldn't. Cliff <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> Richard, no. <laughs> no. We've got to draw the line. Absolutely not. So off I go. But I, when I come back, uh, there's this beautiful Welsh girl standing outside. And she put it to me this way. Would you like to come in and look at a Cliff Richard video with me? And I went, yes, yes, I would. So, but it was one of those flirty fishing moments, you know. In I went, flirty. (laughs) (laughs) In I went and out she went back out to the front door. Uh, Thankfully, the video was over. Uh, So it was a lucky escape there. But um, actually, I didn't know at the time, but he was a Presbyterian minister, got up to preach. And that was John Woodside. And he preached on the on the sheep and the goats. And all of a sudden, everything Peter had said to me, everything I had read, everything just clicked and come together. And I actually remember sitting there thinking, I'm on the wrong side. I'm on the wrong side. I'm, I'm with the goats. This has, to, this has to change. And that night, I became a Christian. And um, my whole life, the direction of my life changed. From, from that moment, that was a Friday night in August, and I was in church uh, that following Sunday, and I was in a Presbyterian church. Um, it was Wexford Bible um, Church. Uh, so as you could say that that was kind of my journey into the, into the church and into Christianity and into ministry. Dave, remarkable from uh, Roman Catholic a Protestant hitman. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well, you're not quite 007, more trainee, but you know, to, to then have that encounter with gospel, with the risen uh, Lord Jesus. And, and the beautiful blonde who's invited him to watch Cliff Richard videos. Don't forget about that. Well, I, I was kind of like downplaying that. There's no doubt Trish will be listening. <laughs> the PCs have been written on evangelism, but all you need is a leggy blonde and some Cliff Richard YouTube videos. And that's how you, that's with a Welsh accent. With a Welsh <laughs> accent. Don't forget that. So tell us a little bit about the, the time between your coming to Christ then at age, what, 21 then you said you were thereabouts, and you coming north of the border at 45 to train at Union College, what did the, what did the intermittent years look like for you there? Ooh, well, my whole life changed very rapidly after I became a Christian. Um, when you're in the middle of it, you don't really know. You know, you just go with the flow. But it's not till years later when you look back, you see, that was dramatic, that was huge. So I said I went to church that uh, Sunday and uh, it was a strange mixture of people. Um, basically everyone who wasn't a Catholic or Church of Ireland met in a hotel, White's Hotel, and um, the service was led by someone different nearly every Sunday, so Seventh-day Adventists, Methodists, uh, people, born-again Christians, Charismatics, absolutely every, you know, denomination that you could possibly think of. And I stayed there for about six, seven months, and uh, the, one of the pastors was a man called Michael Green. And Michael had given me books to read. And I used to really enjoy going home to, to read them. And I learned a lot from them. Mm. Uh, and I did a little bit of evangelism with some members of the church. And I actually got to do evangelism with Peter, the fellow who had kind of kick-started for me. 
all and never lets me forget that he kick started it all for me uh, and, and that was really enjoyable but I wasn't very I wasn't very very good at it and I didn't really know what I was doing I enjoyed doing it but I didn't really know what I was doing so I began to read more and I began to study more and then I had one of these weird moments where Pastor Michael calls me in one Sunday and he goes David there's a new church opened up down the road and I think you'd really like it there I was like, I read your books, Michael. I come to church. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I go on the street. And uh, so I did. Uh, I went. Uh, it was a charismatic church called Wexford Christian Fellowship. And I was to stay there for a little over seven years. Um, and I eventually became the assistant minister uh, of that church. Uh, I just want to quickly add that very soon after becoming a Christian, I married Patricia yes. and uh, brought everything together and really felt led of the Lord to do that. Mm. Um, so I was working full time as a butcher, uh, usually about 48, 49 hours a week. And I was working about 30 hours in the, in the church. So we had midweek, we had Sunday, we had outreach, we had Bible study, we had all sorts of stuff going on. So it was a very, very hectic um, time. Um, but looking back, I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the teaching. I enjoyed the preaching. I enjoyed the opportunity to do outreach, uh, to pray with people. But, um, you know, as the saying goes, all good things come to an end. Um, so during my time there, I began studying with um, DPM, Derek Prince Ministries UK. And uh, even though now I would strongly disagree with a lot of what they teach, mm -hmm. um, when I was studying officially with them, they gave me a section on the role of the Bible in the life of the Christian, and that totally changed my life. Totally changed how I perceived the Bible, how I identified myself. And I've, I've begun to find it very difficult to settle into the charismatic scene. Yes. Uh, and so we, I left. Uh, and, and went to another church called Christ the Life Church in Enniscorthy, which was just had opened up just about when all the immigrants started to come in to the south. So this is about 2000. Mm. Uh, and literally, like one Wednesday night, we had 14 people, and on Sunday, we had 120. Mm. Uh, so the church just literally overnight multiplied in number. There was Congonese, Nigerian, Ethiopian, uh, there was people from the Czech Republic, there was Germans, uh, it was all sorts of people and it was a fantastic place to work, fantastic place to get um, experience and to, to do all that. Um, coming after three years, this is about 2003, um, I just decided, you know what, I'm not, I'm not really settling in her, um, I have difficulties with some of the things that they teach uh, and I left, Yes. I left. Uh, but. Being the South, it's not like in Northern Ireland where you can walk out of one church and 100 metres and you're in another church. So I spent a little time on my own. Um, still maintained a good relationship with the pastor of Christ Alive and we often met together and stuff like that. Uh, but my daughter got very sick at that time and um, she, she was to die a couple of years later. So towards the end of that time when her cancer was in remission and she was out of hospital, I said, you know, I just want to go to church. And I just want to go somewhere where I don't have to be the assistant minister. I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is sit in the church on Sunday and be taught. 
So I thought, what better place to go and do nothing than the Presbyterian Church? Amen. <laughs> so that's how I ended up in the Presbyterian Church. So the, the, we had a great minister at the time. Uh, he wouldn't want me to mention his name, so I'm not going to. But he, he was a good, good minister. Um, and he was a great teacher. And I really enjoyed his ministry, I have to say. Uh, and then what did he do? Got up and left. So no minister. Uh, and because of my previous experience, I was asked, David, will you take the midweek Bible study? I agreed. Uh, and will you preach once a month? And I said, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to. So I slowly began to get back into ministry. So during that time was when the accredited preachers came yes. online. So I was told, well, David, if you want to continue to do what you're doing, you're going to have to do the accredited preacher course. But I mean, that wasn't a chore. I really, really enjoyed that. So it was, um, I don't know if anyone has done that, right? But you get this X Factor moment where you're up in front of the committee, so the panel, so to speak, and they're assessing your preaching. So uh, I'm up and I do my bit, and one of the judges, so to speak, says to me, have you ever considered going for ministry? Nice. <laughs> and uh, said, I was thinking about it, but I, I never, you know, seriously. And he said, well, think about it, think about it. And I did. And I said, you know what? I'll apply for the laugh. And I'm sure they're in union now, and they're saying, he said, what? <laughs> and uh, I did because I, I really didn't know. And I said, God, if this is of you, it'll go forward. And if it's not of you, it'll just fall dead to the ground and I'll know. So lo and behold, up for the chat, uh, then up for the interview. Uh, was really after the chat though that I began to think, okay, God is really calling me into ministry. And uh, then got through the interview, did three years in union. Um, then of course, final year in your placement church and the rest is history. And so you've been here at Windsor now, what would that be, just around? Three years. Three years? Yeah, 2016. How have you found being an assistant in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland different from being an assistant in those other fellowships that you, you mentioned? Um, and what, what have been kind of the highlights and, and maybe even some of the lowlights of your, your time here? Uh, not necessarily to do with with Windsor and Ivan, yeah, being a great, no, no, no. Place, a great guy, but just your general experience of being a, a, an assistant, how have you found it? I've loved this. Okay. I've loved this. It's been very challenging, and I'm not going to say it's not. And at times it's been very testing um, in, in many areas, financially, emotionally. Uh, there's been nights where I've just come home and sat there and go, am I really meant to be here? You know, and um, at first that used to cause me a lot of pain, like, the fact that I was questioning it. But then, you know, I began to think, you know, that God is using this time to test me and to teach me and to cause me to think about things very deeply and to really prepare me for what will probably lie ahead. Um, so I look at those times now and I think, you know, thank God for them. Because I've been through those tough times now, I'm more prepared to deal with real ministry uh, in the sense that when I'm on my own, when you know I'll have to make decisions, when I'll have to do things. And to know that, okay, I'm here because God wants me here. That, that's been great. Yeah. I have to mention that I had two other placements uh, in the village in Richfield. 
This uh, was during your yes, time in union. So summer placements. Pr- Presbyterian uh, licentiates, uh, the, the process goes, you apply mm. uh, and then you're accepted into union. You've got three years where you do a degree. And during those mm. uh, two of those years, you're placed in different yeah. uh, churches throughout yeah. uh, Presbyterian Church in Ireland. And then your final year, that's where Windsor came in. Or you know, So tell us about the, these other, down in the, down have, in the I village. Have, I have to mention it because like it was culture shock for them but it was culture shock for me as well and i still remember the first sunday uh preaching in in richview and when i got up and some of them had come in late so i hadn't talked to them beforehand they heard my accent and they were just like shocked that here's someone from the south (laughs) on the donegal road you know uh uh, preaching and, and and teaching but it was absolutely fantastic loved every minute of it love the challenge of being in totally different area uh and, and being an outsider in the area and there i mean i, I tell you a really funny story so again no names but i went to visit two ladies one day so i knocked on the door you know and the younger one answers and said hello can i help you and i said my name's david i'm the summer assistant from richfield and I'm just visiting everyone on the list. Do you mind if I just come in to say hello? You're no minister. You're a southern tag. <laughs> I'm like, no, honestly, I really am. I'm really the summer assistant in Richmond. I'm a really Presbyterian. Really? She goes, if you don't go away, I'm going to ring the police. And I'm like, no, honestly, I said I'm the summer I said, and locally. I had uh, the, my library card from Union with me, uh-huh. and I was like, "Look, here's here's the here's the library card from the college," <laughs> and uh, she goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry," <laughs> and in uh, she brings me then, but it was was great. Uh, it was just a fantastic opportunity, um, and really shaped me and gave me a good understanding uh, of people from different backgrounds and how we live on the same island, but we're very, very different. Mm. So I have to mention Richview, and of course, we've talked a little bit about Windsor. You are unique, um, as far as I'm aware, in many respects, but <laughs> but also in that your assistantship had some time in the international meeting point. Yeah, well, I, I call that, I'm the experiment. You're the experiment. I'm the experiment. So a new way of training ministers. So officially, uh, my placement was 60% of my time in Windsor. Yes. 20% of my time in the meeting point, international meeting point, and 20% of my time in the village. Oh. So um, I did that. Mm. Um, so it was very different, and I have to admit, very stressful and very tiring. Mm. Uh, and it's never easy to have two bosses. Um, and you know, it's it's never it can't be easy to have Keith Preston as a boss. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> I should tell the listeners he's also uh, full disclosure. He's also my father. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, so it was very different. But when when I look back on it, it was a fantastic experience. I mean, it was absolutely great to be. You're doing all the church side. You're doing the visiting. You're doing the hospitals. You're learning to do funerals, weddings. You know, visit nursing homes, take services, session meetings, presbytery, all that. You learn all that. But at the same time, mm. you know, you're in the meeting point and you never know who's going to come in the door. Mm. You never know what's going to come through the door. And um, there's been funny moments, which I'm not going to talk about. Uh, things we found in suitcases and stuff like that. But no, 
uh, you know, things that you just don't expect to see as a minister and situations you don't expect to be involved in. And then to be able to do stuff down in the village was fantastic. So to help out with the Saturday Club in Richview, um, to start up the Super Kids Holiday Bible Club mm. and our, our parent and toddlers, um, it's just been fantastic. So it's been a pretty rounded experience, and which I wouldn't I wouldn't swap for anything in the world. Dave, the, you are a um, what would we say unexpected? You use that word quite a lot, and I, I like that. You're a breath of fresh air um, uh, as an assistant applying for uh, ordained ministry. You've had that sense of internal call, um, and the church has said yes at various points, and that, now you're at this juncture as it were mm. where you're seeking the call of god to a congregation how how is that going <laughs> yeah it must be stressful it i is. remember mine mm. uh, i remember going through all that uh how, how's it going this is it is stressful because it's where the rubber hits the road really isn't it it's mm. where you know if you're if you're really called to be an ordained minister this is where it's all going to come together and where it's all going to make sense and and so there's that side of it, but there's also this side of it. It's also this side of it. I just want to be where God wants me to be. And I just want to do what God wants me to do. My biggest nightmare was, I don't want to be in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. Because I'll hurt them, they'll hurt me, and there'll just be friction. And the kingdom of God will be discredited and stuff. So I don't want to be in that situation. I really want to be where God wants me to be doing what God wants me to do. So, you know, Lord, I had a very honest prayer and Tricia was in complete agreement. I said, Lord, you know that I can be very stupid at times. And you know, Lord, that I can miss things that are right in front of my face. And I know to turn right, but I'll turn left. So could you just please come down and put your hand on it? Put some, put something on it. Make, make it happen so that I know beyond all shadow of a doubt that it's you. And I have to say that the Lord has been faithful in that, that he's, he's gone before me and opened doors probably where I would not have looked for an open door and put me in, put people around me who I could have honest conversations with and who I would feel comfortable praying with and being vulnerable with, which, which has been really good. And if I was to say it to any licentious going into an interview, I would say, be a 100% honest. Mm. Tell them everything that's on your heart and listen very carefully to what they're saying to you as well. And yes, you're the one sitting there being interviewed, but in a very real sense, you're the one interviewing them mm. as well. And don't forget that you're not working for yourself, you're working for God mm. and that you're really trying to discern where he wants you mm. and that people interviewing you they'll need your prayer as well they'll need you saying lord please give them wisdom mm, yeah. lead them in their decision making mm. so a stressful time but when i think about it you know at 45 i was a butcher in dunn stores and now i'm 50 and i'm in belfast and i'm assistant minister and i probably have the greatest job in the world um doing what god created me to do and I couldn't be happier and I wouldn't swap it for for the world. Despite all the tough times, wouldn't swap it. Praise the Lord, that's tremendous. 
Um, final question, just as we're, we're wrapping up here. Um, can you give us an idea of, of uh, something you've read, maybe in the past you know, uh, little while as you've been at Union or maybe during your assistantship, that, is, that has really uh, influenced you or has made you think about something differently than maybe you'd, you'd thought about before, maybe something we could, we could recommend to the, uh, mm. the people listening? Well, I want to confess in case there's any professors listening. <laughs> I didn't read enough when I was in Union. <laughs> I, want, I want to confess that. But what I will say is Union gave me a really good grounding and really put me in the right direction and gave me the skills I needed. So I actually read a lot more now than what I did was when I was in Union. And part of that is that I'm exposed to real-life situations. And I want to have real-life answers and I want to read experiences of other people in the same situation. So at the moment, um, we all know the big things in society at the moment, don't we? You know, same-sex marriage, same-sex relationships, um, but the whole uh, trans... Gender. Yeah, trend, gender, uh, climate, all that kind of stuff. We're huge questions. And we're, we're fooling ourselves if we think our congregation aren't questioning themselves about stuff. And we're fooling ourselves if we think that they don't have questions. So I'm, I spend a lot of time these days reading a, a apologetical type works. Um, I'm a big fan of James White. Uh, I try to watch uh, a, de a debate at least once a month on a contemporary topic. And at the moment I'm reading Scripture Only or Scripture Alone by, by James White. Um, before that I read the Roman Catholic Controversy by James White. Um, before that I was reading uh, Michael Horton ah, yeah. yeah and a uh, big fan of J.V. Vesco I love that because uh, I, th I think as a minister you need to be able to explain the complicated things easily break them down so people can understand why we do what we do and I think Vesco does that really really well um, and so they're, they're my kind of three go-to um, people really well we're on the fly here, but why don't we not uh, run a competition? Why not? Why not, Craig? So we've got a copy of Scripture Alone by James White, uh, <laughs> and we'll give that away to the first person who follows us on our Twitter page. How about that? Oh. Uh, what is our Twitter handle? Our Twitter handle is at PCICast, so capital PCI and then small letters cast, PCI cast. That is the name yes. of our podcast. Yes. PCI cast. Dave, are you a Twitter man? Um, I have a Twitter account, but I'm not very active on it. Well, it, but I will be from now on. This is a we'll big deal. You we'll, don't count we'll, in a competition, seeing as you have a copy of James. <laughs> so you don't get it when you follow us. Okay. Uh, but if people want to follow you, what can they follow you? Do you know, remember your Twitter handle? No. Okay. Well, we'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> so professional. If people want to follow you, Ben. Um. I, so I study computer science. I have uh, born and bred computers, but and but social media is not my thing. I'm not yet on. Well, I have a Twitter account and then I deleted it, and then I have a fake Twitter account that I haven't really used. Hold on, you have a fake Twitter account? Yeah, it's like just like at Ben at like five seven twenty whatever. Oh, to to troll around. Yeah, just to troll troll around. No, nothing as extravagant as rookie minister. So yeah, I'm terrible at this, but. Uh, we will get better. <laughs> well, will we? Will it we? remains to be seen. <laughs> so, Dave, thank you so much for 
being really honest with us and sharing uh, your, your, your journey where the Lord has brought you. Um, it remains for us to wish you uh, God's blessing and you and Trish in, in, in the days ahead as you try to discern where he'll call you to. Um, know that uh, our prayers are with you and we look forward, to, maybe that by the time this podcast goes out, you might even have uh, ha- have a, a call. Well, hopefully, well, hopefully maybe not that long. We'll see. <laughs> I know in the weeks ahead you have places yes. uh, that, that you yes. will be uh, preaching in. So, well, Dave, we wish you all the best Thank as you. you go and, and preach. And we pray the Lord's blessing on you and Trish and family and whatever the, the, the Lord has in store for you in the future. I mean, the week goes before us um, and we will be praying for you. Uh, folks, thank you very much for tuning in to the, the first uh, car crash. That was the first episode of, of, of PCI Cast. Uh, join us again next time for a uh, casual conversation about, I don't know, some other podcast doing reformist things, say things that kind. No, we can't do that. That'll be copyrighted. No, okay. <laughs> so we'll have to find our own tagline. But come back next time and maybe we'll have a tagline. Ooh, or, or suggestions via Twitter. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to PCI Cast. Join us again next time for another conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Twitter using at PCICast. See you next time. I did a radio program on Southeast Radio called Music Box. Uh-huh. So I did their whole training for documentaries, interviews, the whole shebang. Well, here's us. There's this us together. together. <laughs> With a gammy mic that looks like something in a Star Trek. That's, <laughs> that's like a hundred pound mic. That's a hundred years old. That's the latest, dec- latest generation straight out of China. Yeah, in 1940. It's a linear PCM recorder right there. Wow, scientists. That's kind of dope.